You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. From the diamond, to the clubhouse, to the front office, this is the show that feeds the passion for all Twins fans. It's Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. I'm Corey Provis. Welcome to our Sunday show today from Arlington, Texas. Twins and the Rangers wrapping up this four-game weekend series. In fact, the Twins are seeking their first-ever four-game sweep here in Arlington. Our guest on the program here on this Sunday is Twins manager Rocco Baldelli. And Rocco, thanks for joining us here today and a lot to get to on the show. I want to begin with the subject we spent a lot of time on yesterday, and that was Josh Hamilton. And you you were hoping to catch up with him uh, before the ceremony, maybe even after the ceremony. Did you get that chance? Well, I got a chance to see him just as the ceremony was was starting, which was nice to even spend a couple of moments uh, with him, got a nice hug. Uh, I I felt really fortunate to um, be able just to be here to to witness this. It was a very uh, special, very... Uh, very nice moment um, for you know anyone that spent any time around him uh, to know everything that he's gone through and and for what he's gone on to accomplish. Um, it was it was beautiful to just be here. So it was nice, like I said, just to, just to give him that hug and just see him for a second. And it was cool to see too, not just the the hug that you guys exchanged, but also the embrace he had with Nelson Cruz, his former teammate down here as well. Yeah, you you can tell, um, and you always know if you know Josh, you know that his teammates mean uh, an immense amount to him. Um, it's been like that since the very beginning of his career, um, but I think he's doing. Uh, I think he's doing very well, and, and I think it was beautiful that the Rangers uh, were able to do this for him. He certainly earned it. Final game of this uh, series coming up here today. In fact, the finale of this road trip so far. The Twins have played great on this trip, and really, Rocco, your team has excelled on the road all season long. Yeah. Um, th- we really have, and and can you ever put your thumb on it? Do you know exactly why it plays out the way it does? No, but you can make some sense of it, I think. I think we have a very uh, mature group of guys, um, kind of guys that take it very seriously, and, uh, you know, they have their fun, but when they do hit the road, I think I think we, we prepare very well. Um, nothing really changes. It's not really much of a big deal for our guys to go out on a road trip, um, you know, enjoy themselves, but, you know, get ready for each game, go out and play and play well. The distractions have not seemed to bother uh, bother us at all. Martin Perez and Lance Lynn, the pitching matchup here for the finale of the series. We'll talk more about that as we continue here on the Sunday show. But a lot has, has happened here in this series. Going back to, to yesterday, if we can, for a moment. First with the offense, a great start. You get six runs, but then Jose Barrios, he gave up a couple of runs there in the first inning. And really, Jose, four and a third inning, seven runs, three earned. His numbers aren't great here in the month of August. Are you concerned at all? Um, I'm not concerned. I mean, we definitely do spend a lot of time, uh, you know, we pay attention. We, we look at everything that Jose and all of our starters do, really all of our players. 
Um, we break it down. We talk about it. Uh, we get into it pretty deep. But, um, you know, did Jose throw the ball uh, great yesterday? No, I can't say he threw the ball great. But I think he definitely deserved a lot better than what he got. Uh, we have to play, uh, you know, we also have to play well behind him and give him an opportunity to get out of innings um, when he makes good pitches. And he made some good pitches, uh, and we weren't able to do that for him. So I think that could that could definitely alleviate some things. But we're certainly spending some time uh, looking into exactly what's going on and hoping to uh, help in any way we can. Yeah, going back to the prior start, too, against the Indians, a big topic with Jose was about the lack of velocity. That wasn't the case last night. It looked like the velocity was back. No, physically, I thought he looked really, really good. Um, he was throwing the ball well. The, the velo um, was certainly ticking up from where it was the last couple of starts. Um, I thought the breaking ball was sharp. It was very sharp early. Um, the changeup was, I think, just okay. But overall, I think it was more uh, down to command, mainly fastball command. Um, and I think when that uh, gets where it needs to be, which that's been in a pretty good place most of the year, um, if we get that uh, exactly where we want it, I think Jose is going to be fine. Historically, if you break down his career and his ERA month by month, the month of August has been his roughest month. His ERA over his career has been around in the high fives, if not six, in the month of August. Do you read anything into that, or is that just an odd statistical kind of number in the game that seems to bite Jose in this month? Well, I, I don't know if there's any um, anything specific to point to with that. I think those are tough things to figure out. I don't think there's any way to really um, do it and, and point to one thing and one reason why that might be the case. Um, there are definitely reasonable odds that uh, it's just kind of an anomaly and you're not really sure why it's, why it's going on. But uh, it's, we pay attention to everything. We end up discussing everything and kind of getting into that. But um, I think we just kind of focus on the things that we can control um, and attack those. The benches emptied there in the ninth inning last night after Marwin made the last out. You know, reflecting on it after the ball game, was there anything to that? Um, I don't think so. I think uh, you know there was there was some sort of misunderstanding going on out on the field. I think Marwin was frustrated uh, with himself more than anything else after the at bat, um, and there was some sort of uh, interaction. I'm I'm not sure why there was the interaction. Uh, I think Marwin was uh, you know verbalizing something. Um, out of frustration and and mainly that's it um, sometimes there's uh, you know emotional times on the field you know we're going to go out there obviously to protect our player on the other side of the field um, and I think it ended exactly the way it should and uh, I think everything's going to be fine today speaking of Marwin Gonzalez the run that he's on not just uh, on this road trip but in this series I mean he has been on base a ton he's got like 10 hits I think he's 10 for 14 in this series that's not easy to do no it's not easy to do and uh, Marwin's been pretty consistent for us all year long obviously you know the fact that he can go up there from either side of the plate um, have a good at bat uh, always gives you a chance. No matter where he's hitting in the lineup, no matter what he's doing, he always gives you a chance. He always competes. Um, he's definitely on a nice run right now for us. And, you know, you could say he's definitely sparked, uh, you know, many of these innings that we've had over the course of this road trip um, single-handedly. And Marwin back in the lineup today. He'll be at third. Do you, try, do, you get, do you guys try to give him advance notice where he's going to be playing defensively, not just in the lineup, but specifically what spot he's going to be playing at uh, day after day? Well, a lot of different, um, most nights we try to let everybody know uh, who's going to be in there the next day, where they're going to be, what the lineup looks like. Um, there are some days where it's where it's tough to do because of a few different reasons, roster-wise on our end, sometimes uh, you know moves that the other team may make pitching-wise. Um, but that being said, uh, we do try to give everyone a heads up, and I think especially for Marwin, it's, uh, it's appreciated because he does bounce around a lot, obviously. Right, final thought before we take our first break, and it turned out to be, I think, a moot point because 
because the Twins won the game. But the, the challenge that was not made last night on Crone's ball and play down the right field line, what happened there? Well, I think that's one that we just we just missed and one that we, uh, you know, will almost certainly make uh, and get right the next time around. Um, and, and, again, we're not going to, uh, you know, deny anything or say anything else we missed it it's a it's a it's a call that we're going to get right it's a call that we're um certainly going to anticipate getting right and we're just going to kind of move on from it we take it as a as a group it's a little lump but uh, we've been really good overall uh, challenge wise this year and I'm, I'm pretty happy with uh, our process i think uh, everyone does a great job on that We'll take our first break here on the Sunday show. When we come back, we'll dive into Nelson Cruz, Miguel Sano, and also we're going to tackle the unwritten rules. Was an unwritten rule violated back on Thursday night with Jay Cave and his at bat? We'll dive into that and much more coming up. Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer continues from Arlington next on your home for Twins baseball. describe him. He's also certified organic and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no, what are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. baseball summer just wouldn't sound right the twins community fund getting more kids in the game learn more at twinscommunityfund.org the minnesota twins community fund is supported by minnesota twins cornerstone partners target u.s bank treasure island resort and casino and delta airlines we thank them for supporting youth baseball and softball throughout the upper Midwest and for getting more kids in the game. Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Probe is back with Rocco Baldelli as this road trip has moved along. Nelson Cruz Rocco has been on the field taking BP day after day. The swing looks good. He's eligible to come off tomorrow. Will that happen? Um, 
I think we're, we're aiming in that direction. Uh, we're definitely not going to uh, commit to anything, but Nelson's doing great. Um, it's pretty amazing, actually, with everything that's gone on, uh, you know, some lows, some highs, uh, you know, kind of just emotional jolts and things like that. You know, when you hear about the injury at first, it's, it's certainly a, a very scary discussion and something that no one really wants to be talking about because you're thinking, uh, you know, this might not end well. And then all of a sudden, you know, less than 24 hours later, we're sitting around talking about this guy swinging at his house and Nelson's, you know, hitting oranges in his uh, in his garage and stuff like that. You, you know, you don't really know what to think at the beginning, but it, it became very clear very quickly that he's doing exceptionally well. He's actually feeling... Um, you know, really good to the point where you can almost say he's, there's no pain. Where he was sore and he would uh, manage uh, his his wrist, um, you know, previously this year. But but coming coming into some of these BP sessions and leaving them and just watching the way he's going about his business every day right now while he's on the IL, you have to believe he's going to be more than okay and then probably. Um, full strength and ready to go, and he might already be at that point right now. So it's very, uh, it's very promising, and I guess the legend of Nelson Cruz continues to grow. Speaking of that legend, uh, you mentioned that he was hitting oranges at his house. Is that common? I have no idea. That's a great question. Uh, I think uh, it was a way for him to test out how he was feeling, and um, like a lot of hitters, they have a spare bat at the house for whatever reason. Uh, and, and he, he wanted to take it out, and he, he thought he was feeling good, so he wanted to see what it felt like to actually swing. And, you know, when you're at the house, it's, you know, you roll up some tin foil or you find some mandarin oranges, apparently. So for all the moms and dads and coaches out there, and if the, if the young kids are listening and they say, Mom, Dad, we don't have a baseball to hit, but we have a sack of oranges, do you mind if we go in the living room near the white couch and get after it? Are you giving the approval to do that? I, I absolutely give approval to do that, but we might want to take it to the garage like Nelson. All right, start there. But it's amazing, too. You mentioned that you, you couldn't see this coming because you hear that phrase, rupture a ruptured tendon and now less than two weeks later he could be back in the lineup tomorrow night yeah it, it obviously it's uh there's you know there's some contradiction there um you know in in sports um we do deal with injuries all the time uh, almost every time when you're having a discussion about any sort of ruptured anything um you you end up talking about uh you know long rehab times and surgeries and things like that and, and things that are challenging to come back from. Um, this just happens to be one of those injuries that is is not like the others. This is one um, that you can uh, play with and it's essential, it's basically a non-vital part of your body that uh, you know when it's not functioning properly it might be sore and there might be some pain and when it's actually not there um, people are generally in better off shape. And it's funny, too, you think the Twins have played now more than 120 games, and ideally you were hoping to have Cruz and Sano in the lineup at the same time, probably more often than you truly have. But hopefully tomorrow we do see that. And and the season that Miguel has put together is another reminder that you just can't look at batting average, right? Because the batting average is right around 238, 240. But the OPS is high, the on-base percentage is high, and those are, are, those are pretty prevalent, aren't they? Yeah, and, and Miguel... Um the way I would look at it and the way that I think we as a group look at it here, uh, Miguel's been one of the most productive hitters in baseball um, since his return. And the at-bats are incredibly impressive. Um, he's been uh, 
he's been laying off incredibly tough pitches. He's had he's just had great at bat after great at bat, and this is not just over a you know short spurt. This is over a long period of time. When he hits the ball, uh, he he really impacts the ball like very very few people in the game. Um, it's been it's been a lot of fun to watch uh, for our team, for our staff, for his teammates. Um, and he's worked for it. He's put in a ton of work to get himself in position to do this, and he's doing it. And Max Kepler too. You've hit him. You've hit him in that leadoff spot. You've hit him, you know, fifth or sixth, depending on if you're facing a lefty or not. He's got 33 home runs. He's got 33 home runs. Is right. It's uh, it's been really nice to watch him grow and to and to turn into the player that he has. Um, he's always done things well in the box. He's always been a very competitive hitter. Uh, he's certainly taken the next step in his career, and, and I think we uh, we can point to a lot of different reasons why. But ultimately, he's he's willed himself into a position where he is again one of the one of the better players in baseball. And, and in addition to that, he's also gone out into center field and filled in for Byron Buxton, which is that's not an easy thing to do. And he he's gone out there and done an admirable job. Um, uh, and when he moves back over to right, hopefully at some point soon, uh, he becomes one of the better right fielders in baseball. And speaking of Byron, any anything new on his status today? Uh, By- nothing new today, but Byron's doing uh, actually really well. His rehab has gone perfectly to this point. Um, we're going to continue to roll with our plan and continue to uh, progress with the protocol that we've laid out. Um, but he's 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 ramping up, I would say, uh, and the baseball activity has begun. So we'll see. Does that include swinging the bat yet? Um, it, it has to do with swinging the bat in a very light manner at first, and then we'll we'll progress to more, uh, you know, um, you know, faster pace swings or swinging off of the velo machine, or eventually facing some live pitching. Shifting conversations, if we can, and topics to September, and it's not too far away. Has dialogue begun between you and Derek and Thad about players that may or may not come up once you get to September one? Um, we have, and we've spent a lot of time on it already. Um, doesn't mean anything firm has been decided on or nothing is close to uh, being announced, but um, there are a lot of variables to take into consideration. The, the roster that you have, the skill sets that you have, um, covering, uh, you know, just certainly having enough pitching uh, to go around. I think there's a, a statement that we can make pretty easily, and we can say that you never want to be short in September because we have the ability to cover uh, almost anything that we want to cover by just having the players here uh, to do it. So we're going to take uh, a lot more time, spend a lot more time on this, and uh, and hopefully line ourselves up where uh, we have all of our bases covered. And the Twins announced, too, uh, during the game last night, the two pitchers in particular are moving up to AAA in Bruce Dargraderall and Jorge Alcala. Are those two guys, because they're moving up, maybe to, to try to, to learn and, and feel how that Major League Baseball is going to work. They're using the same ball now at AAA. Are they possibly on the radar because they're moving up that top level? Well, I think there's a lot of reasons why uh, we should be, uh, you know, moving some of our guys up. And, and I think this is a great example of, you know, getting these guys the opportunity to face uh, one more experienced hitters, put them in a different type of environment. But like you say, also that baseball is different these days. And, and the Major League Baseball that they're using in AAA is, uh, is definitely a change for almost everyone that makes that jump. And uh, giving them an opportunity to learn with it is important. We'll take our last break, come back, wrap up Inside Twins next on your home for Twins Baseball. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. 
Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Kids don't have a field to play baseball on, they'll find somewhere else to play. Help the Twins Community Fund's Fields for Kids program build and restore fields. Learn what you can do or make a donation at twinscommunityfund.org. The Minnesota Twins Community Fund is supported by Minnesota Twins Cornerstone Partners, Target, U.S. Bank, Treasure Island Resort and Casino, and Delta Airlines. We thank them for supporting youth baseball and softball throughout the upper Midwest and for getting more kids in the game. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living, then has my mom. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Betty can't say that in reverse. Hey, Twins fans, every Wednesday at Target Field is Schwagger Dollar a Dog Day. Your chance at $1 hot dogs at Hennepin Grill and taste the Twins Territory concession stands. Visit twinsbaseball.com for more information. I can't believe he found them. He seems sorry. We very clearly told him not to look up there. I'm honestly impressed that he was able to do it. Right? What, did he balance on that big chair? Or... Yeah, I mean, I guess he'll just know what his gifts are this year. I really thought we had hidden them well. If they can find their presence, they can find a gun. 911, what is your emergency? Every day, eight kids and teens are unintentionally killed or injured by loaded and unlocked guns. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and N Family Fire. Welcome back. Final segment of Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Corey Provis back with Rocco Baldelli. And I hinted at this at the start of the show that I want to spend some time on this if we can at the end. What happened here Thursday night? You know, J.K. Twins were up, I think, 13-5 at the time. Uh, Cave swung 3-0, and the Rangers, the Rangers obviously had an issue with that. And Sean Kelly then hit Max Kepler, the following batter. Was an unwritten rule violated in that game going back to Thursday night? Well, very complicated discussion. I'm glad we have a few minutes to talk about it because there's no way to, to really precisely answer the question. And I think that there are a lot of people in baseball that have a lot of strong feelings about what you should and shouldn't do. Um, I think they're all very debatable. And I think that uh, were we swinging in that in that situation? No. And Jake ended up swinging, and that's okay. And these are things that we talk about all the time. They happen occasionally, um, and and that's fine. Uh, does that mean he deserves to get uh, you know 
either himself uh, hit by a pitch or potentially someone else hit by a pitch because of it. Um, I don't think that's right either. And and truthfully, we're we're always going to stand up for our for our players ultimately and protect our players more than anything else. Um, the unwritten rules are you could you can play it both ways. You can say that um, you know is the game out of hand? Uh, does that matter? Um, is there a, a chance that in today's game, with everything going on, with the uh, with the balls kind of flying out of the ballpark and runs being scored, um, is is a six run lead, is a seven run lead, is an eight run lead safe? And should you just go out there and compete and not worry about it? I don't mind our players going out there and competing and playing hard uh, through the end of the game. I think that's the right thing to do as a general rule of thumb. Um, I think there are times where. Uh, you don't necessarily have to take part in all aspects of the game as far as pushing things to the absolute limit when maybe you are up by 10 runs or something like that. But I think that uh, these are every situation that you run into uh, where we're talking about unwritten rules is different. And every single time it happens, people are going to have differing opinions, and we're going to end up talking on radio shows, and we're going to end up reading newspaper articles, and we're going to end up having confrontations at the field because of all these things. Is there any play you can think of uh, off the top of your head that remains off limits? That even in this day and age where you know guys are bat flipping, and I don't have a problem with that, and we're seeing more celebration individually on the field. But in your mind, is there anything that's still a no-no? Well, I think that it, it, it comes down to maybe not necessarily one type of play, but I think when you are celebrating or enjoying or competing uh, for your own team's benefit and you are playing hard and you're doing things um, you know, for the benefit of your own team, that's one thing. I think when you begin to disrespect somebody on the other team intentionally and draw attention to somebody else on another team I think that's wrong and you can actually do that in a number of ways I'm sure we can all think of ways that what that 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 happens during the game but uh, when you start engaging players on the other team um, intentionally drawing attention to themselves drawing positive attention to you and negative attention to them I think that's wrong and I think you should focus on playing and winning and starting there and I think that's a great place to uh you know, a great way to play the game as opposed to anything you do drawing attention to another player on another team. Um, I wouldn't be uh, opposed to that other team being upset about that. Yeah, I was asking Jake and talking with him on Friday about, about everything that went down on Thursday night, and he was honest when he told me that he, he didn't know that was even a thing. You know, not to swing 3-0 in that kind of situation. That's not his mentality. He wasn't trying to show anybody up. But it's not football. It's not basketball. There's no clock. He just can't kneel. He wanted to compete and keep playing. Yeah, and I believe him. And, and I'm, he has no reason to say anything different. Um, I'm sure he was disappointed that, um, you know, Max got hit. And maybe who knows why Max got hit. And we can we can all uh, kind of think about that and talk about that. But I think uh, I think Jake would probably, probably do it differently the next time around, just knowing the situation in the game and knowing that we – uh, as a group weren't swinging 3-0 at that time and sometimes that comes from the dugout and that and in that situation it, it was but uh, you know people do um, go out there and and sometimes things happen on the field and um, sometimes you have a little brain cramp sometimes you just do something that you weren't planning on doing and that is always going to happen it's baseball and you're not sure what you're going to see uh, or what you're going to do uh, in any given moment. Right, final 30 seconds. Eddie Adrianz is going to be at first base tonight and for the day game today. Can you put into words, in few words, what he's meant to this team this season with how good he's been, how versatile he's been? Yeah, he's been uh, he's been a lifesaver. I mean, he's gone out there uh, in many different moments, in many different situations. Uh, no matter what we throw at him, 
Um, he finds ways to be successful. He finds ways to pick his team up. He's had big moments. He's filled in in smaller moments and just given us very, very uh, good, stable, reliable production. And he's, uh, in addition, like I always like to say, he's a great teammate and he's a wonderful guy to have in this clubhouse. Thanks for your time today. Good luck here in Game 4. Thank you, Cor. That's Rocco Baldelli. We thank him for his time on our Sunday show. We have much more to come. The pregame show with Chris is coming up next, and then we'll have Game 4 Twins and the Rangers, Martin Perez, and Lance Lynn. Stay tuned. More to come right here on your home for Minnesota Twins baseball. You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Adventure awaits at the all-new Dragon's Fire Aerial Act, Falconer, and the Vikings Invasion Encampment. The Minnesota Renaissance Festival, weekends in Labor Day, now through September 29th. Discount tickets at Speedway, Cobb, Menards, Coburn's, Cashwise, and RenaissanceFest.com. It's a different kind of work week when you live out here. You need a tractor with enough power, performance, and attachments to scratch any itch. You need the Kubota BX Series, the best-selling subcompact tractor in America. Now get a Kubota BX 1880 tractor for payments as low as $99 a month for 84 months, plus a six-year warranty. A 54-inch mower deck is also included. Now through August 31st, 2019. Visit GoKubota.com for more details or to find the Kubota dealer nearest you. In the history of Twins baseball, there's one name that means legend, Killebrew. So when you gather together this summer, there's only one old-fashioned root beer that delivers that Hall of Fame taste to thirsty fans everywhere. That's Killebrew. Your family will love Minnesota-made Killebrew old-fashioned root beer and cream soda. Pick up a cold, frothy Killebrew root beer at Target Field. Then cheer on the fun. Take it from me, Ken Herbeck, Killebrew. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Thanks to U.S. Bank, your banking is done in a few clicks, so you have time to get more done. Like, wake up, stretch, go to meetings, go to the gym, convince yourself you like the gym. It's fun. I really like it. A U.S. Bank checking account with online and mobile access allows banking to fit in your life. Call 800-720-BANK. Visit a branch or go to usbank.com slash checking. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. See a banker or visit usbank.com slash checking for more information. The U.S. Bank mobile app is free to download. Your mobile carrier may charge access and messaging fees. Deposit products offered by U.S. Bank National Association, member FDIC. This is Chad Greenway of the Minnesota Vikings asking the old question, is it Duck Duck Greta or Duck Duck Goose? This epic debate has brought forth the hottest, smoothest vodka in the Midwest, Grey Duck Vodka. Grey Duck Vodka is different in all the ways that matter. Grey Duck is made from Minnesota corn, it's gluten-free, and is now available all throughout Twins territory. Being from the Midwest, we have the same pride in supporting our communities, businesses, and farms as you do. That's why we distribute to places you're already gathering. The cabin, the game, your local bar, your own backyard. Grey Duck will be there. Get the duck out.